So when you're automating, start, see how it goes, talk to customers, see what the feedback is. If it's working, keep it. If it's not working or if something needs changing, change it and measure again. The real power of this is that every agent can become a builder. Every agent becomes a technologist and becomes a you know, Rex developer by proxy, which is really powerful. So build, measure, learn, and don't be afraid to start. You're listening to Elevate, the official podcast of Elite Agent for real estate industry sales professionals, property managers, and leaders. With thanks to our partner, Connect Now, Elevate brings you the best tools, thinking, and strategies to elevate your results. To download your written action guide from this podcast containing extra tips, links, and shortcuts, visit EliteAgentElevate.com. And for more information about how Connect Now can make moving easier on your clients, Visit connectnow.com.au. Here is your host, Samantha McLean. Welcome to another episode of the Elevate Podcast, where we delve into some of the most interesting minds in business and in real estate for the very best tips and strategies for you to implement to elevate your business. I'm Samantha McLean, editor of Elite Agent and host of today's show. On the show today, I'm joined by a couple of innovators in the area of real estate automation. That's Rex Labs CEO, Anton Babkov, and Rex CRM Head of Product, Tom McCarthy. So welcome back to the show, Anton, and welcome to the show for the first time, Tom. Glad to be here. Yeah, really, really excited. Thanks for having us, Sam. Well, it's, it's great to have you back because we've had some great chats in the past. And Tom, as I mentioned, you're a first timer on Elevate. So can you describe exactly what it is you do for Rex Labs? Yeah. So I'm the head of product for Rex and my role is basically purely focused on the on, on the CRM and coordinating with our design and development team to basically chart the course for the product. So I spend a lot of time talking to customers, getting product feedback and then taking that feedback to our product team and working on building new features and solving new problems and yeah, moving the product forward in a bunch of ways. Yeah, amazing. And I was reading, I think your bios have changed on the website because I was rereading them before we walked in here and they're great, by the way. And Anton, you describe yourself as doing all sorts of CEO things, including inhaling tech news and jumping up and down with excitement. What's, what sort of <laughs> things have made you jump up and down with excitement in the rec- in recent months? Oh, God. what uh, it, It's an exciting time. It's such an exciting time to be alive. The Roaring Twenties are back. This is my big meme. You know, I, I think um, COVID has done some really interesting things in terms of people saving money and also you know, suppressing some of those instincts that we have to travel and go abroad and, and, and do all those things. And as we know, in Australia, we're going to be stuck here for a little while. So it's just really interesting seeing how people are translating that into, into creativity and uh, into some new pursuits. And it's really fascinating with the, the money supply. People are starting to spend some of those pennies that they were squirreling away. What's happening with the property market? What's happening around climate change? What's happening in technology? And being at the cross-section of that in our business, uh, that's, that's definitely got me jumping up and down with excitement at the moment. It's extraordinary. Such an amazing time for the industry. Such an extraordinary time for the industry to make hay while the sun shines, but also kind of knowing that there's some really strong fundamentals that are driving some of the growth and some of the activity that we're seeing and some really big macro changes. It's just an exciting time. Who wouldn't be jumping up and down? <laughs> I know. I feel like we're on the cusp of some amazing opportunities in the industry as well. Like it just feels like the planets are kind of converging. And Tom, your bio mentions that you're a self-confessed tech nerd who occasionally brings your cats into work. I do, yes. <laughs> yes, I've got to ask. Well, you know, obviously we have a cat in here. You've already seen her. But um, how many cats do you have and how much assistance do they really provide? 
Oh, I, I should have known I would have been asked this question. This is quite the setup. This is no, this, I, this, uh, is, this is hardcore <laughs> interviewing right here. Yeah, this is, I have three cats. I love them all equally. Would I recommend anyone else get three cats? Um, maybe not. Maybe, you know, my advice to, to our listeners is maybe stop it. If you're a cat lover, maybe stop it too. Two is a pretty good number. <laughs> yeah. But no, they're very helpful when I bring them in the office. They're a key part of our, any sort of serious strategy discussion. Um, their contributions are immeasurable um, every time. Yeah, I know how that goes normally with a lot of sleep and snacks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so on today's show, on a serious note, we're going to cover a fair bit of ground on the topic of automation and how you guys are innovating using tools like Zapier, an integration that you guys announced recently. So automation, first of all, why are you guys so focused on automation right now? I might start with Anton. Great question. Who's not focused on automation? The whole world is focused on automation. I think you know, why we're focused on automation now is I think over the last couple of years, we've finally developed a view uh, about what can usefully be automated. And the tools have caught up in such a way that, you know, Zapier, and I'm sure Tom will go through all the detail, the tools have caught up with our ambitions about what we think should be automated. You know, there's a really interesting line in property, I think, which some people some people cross in one direction or another. In real estate, as as real estate agents, we have this superpower of being human and relating to people and selling and negotiating and doing all of those really important human thing and forming relationships with people over a long period of time. And I think where the industry has gone wrong when it's tried to deal with automation historically, and, and it's still, still see many cases of this today, is that they automate the things that add the most value, which is typically the things that agents uh, like doing least, which is, say, prospecting, for example. I think there are definitely elements of prospecting. Uh, you know, there's, there's a bunch of insights providers that can automate prospecting or, or can assist with the prospecting process, but you can't get away from being on the phone. You can't get away from communicating effective vendor feedback. You can't, you know, feedback to your vendors about what buyers are saying about a property. You can't get away from having real conversations, maybe not in the current market, but, you know, uh, uh, six months ago when COVID was at its peak, some of those really hard pricing conversations. Those are the things that create referrals. They're the things that let you make an imprint on the relationships that are the currency of real estate, you know, people and property, that's the currency of real estate. And I think what's been really interesting is that tendency to try to automate, you know, some of those things that really make the value of the agent what it is has been where the industry has gone wrong. But I think selective automation of the things that are repetitive and manual and don't add value from a relationship standpoint, there's an enormous amount of potential there to reduce the volume of those tasks so that agents can focus specifically. And, and our customers are doing this with Zapier. We've seen it. You know, It's transforming businesses um, to spend more time on the phone, more time in front of customers, more time with buyers, more time with sellers more time negotiating, more time building relationships out in the community, all of those things. That is the, I think that's subtle differentiation and it's very easy to go in the wrong direction in a few places, particularly when it comes to customer touch points, which is most of the property, right? Yeah. Well, I was really excited to hear that you guys were doing this because, I mean, look, our, in our business, we use Zapier quite extensively. In fact, Mark has actually registered a domain called Zapperman. If we ever get tired of elite agent, he reckons he's just going to build zaps for people because it's like a booming business. But Tom, for those that are you know not so familiar with Zapier, can you tell us what Zapier is and why it's important? Sure. Yeah. So Zapier is a 
many people describe it as a if this then that tool it's a tool that can tie together various different software products that you might use and what you can do is you can build up your own little sort of automation processes with it you can say if this thing happens in one tool then make this other thing happen in another tool. If you think about the sort of integrations and stuff that CRMs like Rex often provide, you can think of Zapier as kind of a way to almost build those yourself by connecting various tools and services. What we've done with Zapier, which is quite unique, or at least the way in which I think most people get a lot of value out of using our Rex Zapier integration, is you don't necessarily have to just use it to connect different tools, right? You can actually use it in the sense where it's like, if something happens in Rex, then do another thing in Rex, right? So a, a very basic example would be a lead comes into your leads inbox in Rex. When that happens, automatically send an auto response email. And it's through a lot of those Rex flows as you can basically start building a ton of opinionated, effective automation all within Rex. And Zapier, you know, you could you can definitely go down the rabbit hole with Zapier and make it quite elaborate and add various interesting sort of conditions and kind of decision trees and stuff and this, that, and the other. But but you know, at a very simple way, it, it, it's such a great tool to automate some real basic data entry. It's a great way to improve kind of baseline customer service with things like ensuring you're getting automatic responses out when you need to for, for the simple stuff. Yeah, it's a very very powerful tool. Absolutely. Yeah, let's let's talk some examples actually because I think this opens up a whole lot of possibilities. And one that I've sort of been quite passionate about in recent times, which is not communicating to every customer the same way. Yes. Because yep. um for example, an agent's email list, I mean, I'm on a lot of email lists and I get a lot of just just listed just sold emails in suburbs that I don't have a clue about. Mm. And it sort of seems that that is the case. It's just one email for everybody. Yeah. So I feel quite excited that this sort of Zapier integration could change that. Yeah. And to kind of build a lot off what Anton said, automation is very easy to do wrong. And the great thing about things like our Zapier integration is like you have enough flexibility um, in terms of how you build your Zaps where you can ensure that people are getting an individualized kind of experience. If you're sending out automated communications, you don't have to have it be a low value sort of generic response. You can have it actually be quite tailored to if you're sending a message out to a hot buyer versus a cold buyer, for example. If you're sending out communications immediately following an open home, you perhaps want to vary them based on the tenor of the feedback that was provided or, or how many pro other properties they visited in a recent time span. That's another really interesting one, right? So it's little, I think it's the small, uh, a lot of our power users with Zapier I think for them, the secret sauce there is usually about adding those nuanced little touches. And again, to emphasize, this is not, I think the strengths lie in, in some of this basic communication. You can't automate all your buyer follow-up, but what it does let you do is it lets you automate that initial step. It, 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 it lets you scale your volume and it gets you on the phone more frequently, not less. Like that's kind of the main thing. What it does is like it can sift through much larger volumes of buyers and help you kind of get to the more meaningful conversations faster. Yeah, which is absolutely what everyone wants. Yeah. So I was talking to your marketing manager, Tracy, this week too about the Zapier integration and I said, you know, what are some of you clever customers doing with it? Mm. And she said, oh, they're all being a bit secretive right now because it's <laughs> giving them such a, you know, such such a boost to their numbers and stuff. But I'm just wondering if either of you can sort of tell me what some of the clever people are doing right now in the sales world. 
So, you know, we've poked and prodded some of our power users to kind of delve into what they're, what they're doing a bit. And um, I, I can certainly say that a lot of them, um, speaking back to that, that um, open home follow-up example, open home follow-up can be quite a multi-step process. I've spoken to some power users who have basically, let's say an attendee has checked in and they've utilized the Zappy integration to send them a thank you text after the open home, create a biomatch requirements profile on their contact, plus or minus 10% of the value of the listing that they've just looked at. And they've set a reminder to call the person next week. Now, those are three admin tasks, which if you were to do that using our, our, our app Pocket or in, you know, in Rex, it would be a fair amount of like kind of, you know, doing that at scale is quite difficult. But to have all those actions happen instantly, the minute a buyer checks in, that's kind of a really powerful flow. And so what we're seeing is like a lot of, a lot of the power users are kind of chaining those actions rather than doing just one simple thing, they're chaining actions and sometimes even staggering them over time because you can add delays in zaps. And that means you can actually do some pretty, pretty interesting stuff. So, I mean, like there's a really, yeah, that open homes example is one I've heard a lot from our power users. I'm feeling like I, I really like that one actually yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Because, because you could almost set a delay to the end of the open home and have delivered the brochure hands-free and also set the follow-up call so that you're kind of almost hands-free off to your next open home, hopefully with that zap set up for the next yeah. open home and so on and so on. When you, when you combine it with something like our QR code check-in, all of a sudden you've got a complete hands-free open home experience where your sole focus can just be having conversations with people who are rocking up. You don't have to worry about checking people in and you don't actually worry about the admin work of recording follow-up after the fact. It's all happening for you completely automatically. But that's the beauty of it. You know, for some agents, some agents that might be a step further than they're comfortable with, but that's the beauty. You, you can rein it in. Perhaps you maybe just want to set a reminder for yourself to, to follow up and, and maybe you want to handle things like um, communications and um, match profile requirement creation manually. You have the flexibility to do that, which is, which is what makes it so powerful. And I might ask Anton this question. So we've just talked about a really great application in sales. What about property management? Are there any sort of clever customers using Zapier in property management with your tools? Oh, that's a hard question. And I, I have absolutely no idea. I'm going to be completely honest. So people use Rex for property management, not for property management of as in the, the act of managing properties, but business development managers. We have dozens of agencies using Rex as a, a business development tool for property management. Tom might be able to speak into some examples, but I think the thing to realize more broadly, you know, there's, there's lots of ideas. There's infinite variety in terms of what you can do. I think the real, the sort of the underappreciated power of this is in real estate, we have this amazing thing that a CRM maps. So CRMs like Rex and the other, you know, our, our other worthy competitors in the market, they map the entire process of what an agent does, everything, the customers that are, that are managed, the contracts that are created, the reminders that are set. And the system not only records all of that information, it also encourages the agent to remind themselves to take certain actions. They can take actions like sending emails. They can take actions like sending SMSs. They can take actions like assigning tasks to other people. So it's a whole workflow system that maps everything that an agent could possibly, an agent or an administrator or a principal could possibly want to do. And what Zapier does is it adds a logic layer, an automation layer, where a person where you'd otherwise inject a human operator. You know, the scope is kind of limitless. 
uh, and it depends on the particular flavor of agency and and the preferences of the individual. That flexibility is is what's really enormously powerful. You know, maybe from a, a business development standpoint, you want to send as a business developer, as a business development manager, an SMS to every new landlord that comes in to ask them if, if they have any customers, so any friends or, or, or family that they might want to refer them to. So that's like a, that's a really quick thing that you don't even need to think about because the data is in the system and it can be automated for you. And then what happens is that, you know, when the, when the response to that comes in, that's a response that a BDM can take, you know, the action that BDM can take is to pick up the phone and talk to that person. And this is what we mean around automating what needs to be automated, but making sure that that you use that automation to focus on the activities that are really, that are dollar productive, that are relationship building, that are that are driving your your, your business forward. I think, you know, beyond the, the Rex to Rex, you know, so it's a, it's an SMS out, tasks to follow up via, via phone call, whatever it is. It's the capacity of that domain logic in the system to then connect to the 2,000, 2,500, 3,000 other applications that exist in the market that uh, real estate agents have picked up where usage has exploded over COVID. Slack and Microsoft Teams for communication, things like Zoom, things like, you know, zero, like the Zero that's been used for years and years and years. And Zapier gives you a, the capacity to connect to those things. So a new contract comes in, you send a notification into Zapier. An offer gets put on a property, you send a notification into Zapier, or you send an email, or you send an SMS to someone, or you add, a, it's just extraordinary. And then the other way is information coming into Rex from those other systems. There's an enormous, enormous power. Uh, and, and it's just, it's fascinating, fascinating to me what agents will do about it. It's, it's the capacity to automate virtually everything that can usefully and should usefully be automated. And the capacity not only to do that, once, but to iterate, you know, something goes wrong, customers, customers don't like the experience, two hours is too long a delay or not enough of a delay, you can change that with a couple of clicks. That's, this is the extraordinary power of Zapier as a, as a connecting tool. You know, so absolutely, there are lots of applications. I know you're a classic CEO, answer the question I want, not the question I got. <laughs> <laughs> some, okay. uh, that gives you some, uh, some, some background. You've sort of answered the question I was just about to ask you too, which is, I mean, I know in our business, we've used Zapier to link things like our CRM system. I mean, we use Active Campaign here because it's, you know, more specific for a publisher and we use monday.com as a project management tool and we use obviously the usual things like Facebook and um, Facebook ads and Ad Espresso and all of those sorts of things. Like they're the, the app stack that we kind of use, Slack, as you just mentioned. What are some of the apps that you think are popular out there that real estate agents should connect to? I think Zapier proudly promotes the two or 3,000 apps that I connect to. So it's kind of drilling that down. I think you've got, I'm a big believer in the adoption of these communication tools like the Slack and Teams thing. I find a lot of conversations I have about Zapier. I'm actually, I start actually selling the concept of, of the benefit of these team chat tools. You know, the uptake of these tools has been pretty big in COVID. They're still emerging as like kind of a tech trend uh, in a lot of agencies. I think they're really productive and very valuable tools. At a high level, that's like that's a great example. You know, integrating with a tool like that for notification purposes for it to keep everyone in the office in the loop, really, really valuable. I think uh, I've seen people adopt who have kind of complex newsletter sending requirements and are, and are maybe uh, sending newsletters out via uh, Mailchimp, for example, who want to get pretty elaborate with their newsletter campaigns beyond what a typical sales serum could offer. Zapier actually makes that much more easier now, as an example. Um, you know, to kind of like, yeah, handle your mailing list there. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, 
R0 is another classic example. I've even seen some creative usages of people relying on our, we've recently updated the Zapier integration actually to support um, like calendar event creation as a trigger. And so having certain things happen in external apps based off uh, when you're adding something into your diary, that opens the door to a lot of other external uses and internal uses actually for things that you want to happen in Rex after that happens. So for example, are we talking about something like Calendly here, like someone books a, an appraisal via Calendly or something like that, and then that can be zapped into Rex as a lead? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly a... right. Exactly right. You know, that's kind of the other direction, but that actually is another really powerful use case. Calendly has a has a good uh, zap, Zapier integration, which you can you can work with and plays very nicely with our calendar, which has two-way sync with your external calendar provider. So if you're booking something, if someone's booking something into your diary using Calendly, that seamlessly shows up in Rex as an example. Even other tools like uh, Facebook lead ads uh, that you mentioned, having those Facebook lead ads come into Rex automatically as leads saves jumping around between multiple systems. Yeah, lots of external. I think the thing is because there's so many external apps, I think we're only, I think it'll take some time before we're able to see what people are able to come up with. I think everyone's been very quick to kind of iterate and um, think of all these cool Rex to Rex uh, Zapier cases. But what I'm really excited about is what six months down the line, what kind of zany multi-app flows that people come up with. Maybe they involve two, three, four separate apps. Not sure, but I'm sure there's going to be some really exciting use cases coming along as, as people discover them and as people, as people try them out. Yeah, it feels to me like it's the tip of the iceberg, actually. This yeah. is the start of something that's once clever people do get a hold of it and maybe even Zapper Man over here, like, you know, with his, <laughs> with his URL, we might yeah. have to think of a few yeah. Zaps. But, yeah, so interesting. But Zapier isn't the only thing that you guys have been working on at Rex. Anton, what else is happening at Rex Labs at the moment? Because you guys are always doing interesting things. So what have you got on your radar? Uh, I mean, we've just literally just finished Rexfest, which you guys did a you know a great job helping us helping us promote. We had, um, I think, two thousand. Rexfest was a digital event where we, uh, you know, we've been working on some pretty major functionality shifts to Rex over the last six to twelve months. We wanted to give our customers the capacity to really engage with that. Agents are super busy. We wanted to give them the opportunity. We wanted to give our users the, the opportunity to really understand some of the things we were releasing. So calendar was a really massive, massive thing, you know, like a fully featured, fully synced calendar with reminders and and follow-up, you know, follow-up alerts to people turning up and feedback follow-up and domain, you know, dom really domain focus on the real estate space. So calendar events attached to listings, attached to appraisals, uh, uh, and all the KPIs that kind of come to come with that. So that was a really big thing. Reporting was a massive thing. Rex has a really beautiful and extraordinary dashboarding experience now that speaks to prospecting, that speaks to the GCI and, and listings and so on. A lot of our customers are now, you know, now have TV have the dashboards and leaderboards and stuff popping up on their TV screen. So that's really that was really great. We had great reporting before, but this is just this is just kind of leveled it up. There's some internal automation stuff that we released as well in terms of our tracks and reminders. So tracks and reminders that you know we have our own tracks and reminders, email communications, SMS communications as part of the standard flow of the way you might deal with a list. A lot of that stuff is now automated and, and goes out touchless or can go out touchless. Again, that like that that idea of like of pairing back, not going too hard. Zapier was a major thing, the whole automation piece. So, you know, visibility, 
automation and the coverage of the big black A4 diary. Mum was a real estate agent. You know, I've been in real estate and around real estate, real estate since I was 11 years old. I still remember mum walking around with her, her A4 diary and I still see agents doing that today. And that there is no excuse for that. Absolutely no excuse for that. Now, there's an extraordinary level of power of, of having that, that information in the product. And we've seen major, major uptake of the calendar and of Zapier and, of, you know, and use of the dashboard. It's, and the training piece around that was really, really valuable. We want to drive our customers to get the most out of the product that they can. So that's been really cool. Probably the biggest thing on the horizon for Rex Labs is our property management product. That product is going into testing in the next two months. It's been a work in progress for five years. It is going to be the best property management product the world has ever seen. I can say that. It's going to be extraordinary. It's it's going to be a really, really powerful product. So I think we're, you know, we're hugely, hugely, enormously excited about that. I did read about the property management product, actually. What are some of the things that you're most excited about in the property management product? Because I know that there'll be some property managers quite excited to hear this too. The cut through piece of value is going to be the connection between the business generation capability of Rex and the, the data that exists in, in the property management product. So having the capacity to surface opportunities for, to acquire new managements, having the opportunity, which is re- revenue, right? Every new management that an office acquires is revenue and is value, is sellable value. Now, when, it, when, it, when a principal goes to sell their business, the only thing that's valuable typically, unless they have a really strong brand, is the rent roll. So we really are doubling down on that idea of business generation and surfacing opportunities from the sales side for the property management side and from the property management side to the sales side. That's that's not been done well at all because property management companies have for a long time kind of sat on an ivory, you know, have been up in an ivory tower. The things are changing now, but have kind of stayed away from integration. They're not, they've not been interested in integration and things have changed in a dramatic way over the last couple of years, but no one has really nailed that, I think. The other thing is we've looked at, I don't know, 50 or 60 products. Property management is a global problem. It's a a process that's done consistently with with a ton of regulatory variation, but the core fundamentals of how property is managed is consistent around the world. We've looked at 60 products from the UK, from the US, in the commercial space, in the strata space, in in the residential space. We've surveyed all of that. And what we've looked for specifically is all of the pain points, all of the structural pain points all of the trust accounting things done wrong, all of the reports that, that weren't produced, all of the accounting niggles that, that hold up end of month. We've been stalking all the user forums for, for these products, including for most of the products in the Australian market. So we know what users are complaining about from a structural standpoint, and we bake that knowledge into the way that we've built this product. We've been building, I think, I think the other thing is we've been building products in the real estate space for the last decade. We talk to our users, we talk to the industry, we, we're the only remaining people from that generation of software builders that have been bought out because we're committed and interested in the industry. We're using that relationship, we're using the relationship with our customers, we, we're using the, the know-how in the industry, we're using the experience and the mistakes that we've made with some of our other products over the years and we're baking that into this product. It's going to be extraordinary, hugely powerful. Yeah, as someone that is both a tenant and a property owner, I'm hugely excited about that. I think you're spot on that there's a definite disconnect between treating a person as a person that might have a multifaceted need for real estate versus just you're a tenant or you're a prospective buyer or seller. I think a lot of property management software companies are talking about that, right? You know, they're talking about let's value the tenant tenant relationship. Let's make sure that we're we're managing our people. That's our stock and trade, right? We're a business generation company. We've been in the people space for a long time, and sales salespeople naturally treat even buyers and sell even in the current market, a buyer is treated much better than a tenant is in any market. So we're bringing that experience in. 
But I think, I think you know, to help property managers understand, we're listening to the property property managers. We're listening to the day-to-day grind and the business problems that they have to deal with. There's managed, there's a range of, of interesting solutions that have come to market. Everyone's talking about the customer relationship and all that's important, but it's really also important to focus on some of those fundamentals. Trust accounting is a hard thing to get right. It's a hard thing to get across. Property management is complex and the systems that support managers in in having those great relationships that surface the areas where tenants are struggling or where landlords are, you know, landlords are, are causing grief and causing property managers to be upset. And that goes through to their next relationships or, or you know, carrying cost of, of expensive of, of properties that are expensive to manage. All of that kind of plays into the space. It's It's been fascinating working in the space over the last few years or, or getting to understand the space. And we're really excited to bring the product to market. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm I'm already thinking about a ton of zaps between the property management product and the sales product because um, I think there's a massive opportunity there. Look, it's been great catching up with you guys today and thanks for sharing a bit about automation and what you're doing with your new products and, and Zapier and things like that. If there was one piece of advice on automation or anything like that, like for, for someone that's listening, I guess, Tom, this is a question for you. For someone that's listening thinking like this sounds great, I could save a lot of time and money by automating a few processes here. What's the best piece of advice you could give them or what do you think the first step they should take is? I think that the general theme is be selective, right? A lot of the discussions I have where sometimes you just need a sprinkle of automation. Sometimes you need a lot. But I think it's important that you are careful not to over automate or remove yourself in ways which are going to lead to either a worse customer experience or worse kind of outcomes for your sellers. So be selective, but be diligent with it. I think everyone stands to benefit from a bit of extra automation. Everyone. It's just about being careful with where you apply. Yeah. And Anton, any final thoughts from yourself? Two quick thoughts. One, don't be afraid to start. Be cautious, but don't be afraid to start. It's super easy to get your first automation in. And for all the REX customers listening, if you haven't used Zapier, it's a few clicks, right? It's not It's not complex. It's intuitive. It's a best-of-breed application. The connection points to your other products will be really powerful and really simple to set up. I think just and another way of thinking about the, the point that Tom made, we have a concept in tech in terms of the way that we build product. It's build, measure, learn. So you build something, you measure its impact, you pay attention to how it's going, you learn, and then you build again. So you iterate. It's a cycle. It's a virtual cycle. So when you're automating, start, see how it goes, talk to customers, see what the feedback is. If it's working, keep it. If it's not working or if something needs changing, change it and measure again. The real power of this is that every agent can become a builder and can become an iterator. Every agent becomes a technologist and becomes a Rex developer by proxy, which is, which is really powerful. So build, measure, learn, and don't be afraid to start. Anton, Tom, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having us. It's been fun. Thanks, Sam. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Elevate with thanks to connectnow.com.au. Don't forget to download your written action guide from this podcast containing extra tips, links, and shortcuts. Visit eliteagentelevate.com. 